Aaron. I am, can I just say? Uh-huh, you may. I, I am so, like, surprised. I felt <laughs> like today was just not supposed to happen. We are recording, I yeah. think, la- even later than the Manny Pollard episode. Yeah. Um... It's 8.30 Central, Mama. It's 8.30 Central, which is only 6.30 Pacific time, which is where I where I now, my, my work time zone. Oh, that's right. Right. Oh, my goodness. So when you said you had a 7.30 call, I was like, girl. It's a 5.30 call for them, which is still like still, no one likes to have a 5.30 call. Still later than you'd like. But, but. 7.30, oh. <sighs> but you know what? And I can I can handle those if they're like pre-planned, but like when they're yeah. spontaneous, I'm like, you guys just kind of ruined my evening. I know Mercury's no longer in retrograde, but the trials and tribulations continue for me. Can, <laughs> can someone can someone exp- can you explain? Because you're the only one here. No, like, Prairie, maybe you can explain. Yeah. What What's the deal with Mercury being in retrograde or not? All like, I can tell you, in layman's terms, I can't tell you what it means. From like a you know moon cycle or whatever planets align whatever we, you, I just know bad things happen. But like Rochelle for everyone, right in. Tell me what happens for everyone. Bad things happen in retrograde. I guess that just yeah. <laughs> and then if it's not in retrograde, then it's fine. Then bless up. Gosh, I, I just yeah. These things are too hard to follow. I mean. Par example, today I get to work. I already have a busy to do for the day, yeah. du jour. And I get in, and my boss pulls me aside, and she's like, "Hey, um, so there's a little gap in your onboarding, like two years ago or whatever. And as a result, I've made a few minor administrative mistakes in our system. So I spent today going through every." project tactic that I've completed this year in my current work and had to like update and redo some things and that took like five hours wait I don't understand (sighs) anything you just said but it sounded like they just didn't was it like they didn't tell you how to do something and so you've been doing it wrong for the past two years or like was it like it just there is a step I was missing that wasn't hammered home in my training so as a result, I had to go. The concept was very simple. Right. I just had to go back and correct a lot of things. And it's like, oh, this is what I wanted to do on a Tuesday. That's not what I wanted to do on a Tuesday. Uh, uh-huh. So needless to say, I got home. Oh, and then I should say, because I was so busy today, I didn't really drink a lot of water. Mm. So then I got home. What do I do? I chug a half gallon of water yep. and then I spent the last hour and a half peeing just yep. constantly Always. constantly peeing so then what do I do I get here I say Aaron crack me open a, a simpler wines canned rosé uh, this episode sponsor sponsor ad <laughs> and here I am and here you are here we are and you also you you were like you came in and you immediately were like I have to use the bathroom and I was like I did Simon you lived two floors down and I trust me I I went before I left. <laughs> We've all been there. We've, We've all been, been there. there. Um, so Simon, one of the yeah. things that we're that I'm trying to test out on the episodes mm. that we don't necessarily mm-hmm. have a special guest. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert: 
um, is just catching up about like the different concerts we've been going to. I know mm-hmm. like we're, mm-hmm. things are open again. Mm-hmm. We're busy bees. Yeah. I know you've seen a couple different shows. Yes. What's been what's been on your docket lately? Memory is failing me in terms of if I've talked about this or not. But didn't you Girl in Red? Didn't you see Girl in Red? No. You saw Princess Japanese Breakfast. Thank you. Princess Japanese Breakfast. <laughs> 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 yes, I saw Japanese Breakfast at First Ave. Yep. It was my first concert there since the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Cathartic to be, you know, it was good to be back. Good to be back. Everyone masked. That they was nice. Did. Everyone. It was enforced. They, like, you had to have it on the whole you time. You had to have it on the whole time. So it was like the Phoebe Bridgers thing. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I hate that. It was fine. It was fine. I don't like that. You know what? Make <laughs> us be vaccinated, sure. I don't, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. The masking indoors, sure. if you're vas- vaccinated. Vaccinated. No, or vaccinated. <laughs> vaccinated. I, mm-hmm. You don't think so, honey? No, and I also, I can't imagine being on stage as a performer. I mean, you're getting a paycheck, the whole thing. You don't really care too much. But like, at the same honey. time, like, I can imagine the like um, kind of adrenaline it, and kind of... Mm-hmm. energy you feel when you are looking at the audience and they are all singing along to the words uh, yeah and when they all are wearing masks you don't can you feel the energy you uh, know, that that mystic energy perhaps I just I don't yeah yeah all of the shows I've gone to so far mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not, that's not been the case <laughs> the only one that I've the only one that I've had to wear a mask for was the Phoebe Bridgers show did that we? I went to with you. Yeah, we did. I don't even remember. We had to wear masks, and it was an outdoor concert. That was a little like, come on now. Now come on now. now come on now. I just okay. am gooped, gobbled the whole thing, yeah, and like, yeah. do what you need to do. Read us for filth. Do not leave one star. Leave five stars still, but like you can write a <laughs> negative comment. That's fine. With five stars. With five stars. Of course. We'll listen. Or you can just message us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm only there on the weekends. So. Only there on the weekends. Well, you never check the account anyways. Well. <laughs> well. <laughs> okay. So, so how, was, how, was, uh, how was Princess Breakfast Club? <laughs> um, Japanese Breakfast was great. She's incredible. Um... The edible was right, so the the mood, the aura, the ambiance was fabulous. Mm-hmm. Went with a coworker of mine, Rochelle. Hi, a shout out, Hi, avid, avid listener of the pod. We have to get her on. We she would love to do Japanese breakfast, by the way. So if we ever do a throwback, throwback, we do a throwback. I mean, it came out pretty recently, but if she, she can just do whatever the fuck, she, like let just bring, let's bring her for a random episode. Okay, we'll talk about we it. We need we need to. If, we'll you, talk if, if you are if you are a leader listening to this podcast and you have an aspiration to want to be on Bopper Flop and you want to throw in the cans, just reach out and be ready to be, get an episode that maybe it's an artist that you weren't super familiar with. I don't care. It's a good opportunity for you. A lot of times okay. we aren't familiar with the artists. <laughs> yeah, we so, still do it. We still do it. So we're still here. Okay. So you went with Rochelle. Yes, it was lovely. It was on a Sunday, and you know, I'm not crazy about a Sunday concert. No. 
but sometimes that's life. Okay. That's, that's sometimes what you got to do. And I told myself when things started opening up again, I was like, I'm going to go to concerts. I'm going to do that thing. I'm going to buy that ticket. So I did. And I went. And you were supposed to go to Harry Styles, but you didn't. Yeah. I went to Pickleball instead and I sold my ticket online. And you, you I, made I, made a, I made a pretty penny. You made a pretty penny. So it's kind of worth it. We love. Yeah. How about you? you what concerts have you been to? Um, I've been going to quite a few, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yes. We went to one for your birthday. Do you I call, for, do you, okay. I forgot to Leaders, talk about that one. Um, please message us on uh, Instagram with your thoughts on this. Going to a DJ set? Yeah. That's a concert. Is that a concert? Yes. Or is that just like a DJ set? That's a concert, mama. It's an experience. And it was fun. It's a show. It's definitely a show. Okay, well, tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato, but it was so fun. It was so fun. I had a blast and a half. But the artist that, like, uh, I think was arguably a concert, but it tried to, like, ride the line between, like, an EDM show and, like, a concert, and I think it (laughs) It failed at both. Oh, was and I'm sorry if you listen. You're listening, Asher. I didn't enjoy the, the Porter <gasps> Robinson show that much. Oh, I enjoyed being with wow. you. I enjoyed your company. I, I enjoyed getting you, to Asher. see you. Enjoy the show, but I will tell you, there were random like three minute long silent pauses between songs. That's very strange. Very strange. And then you'd sometimes have like, you'd have like literally like brief moments of 15 seconds where you're like, I could dance to this. <laughs> and then it goes back into being sad, sad mopey music. Huh. Is this like performance art? What's going on? It kind of felt like if Owl City tried to do a little bit more EDM, but that same kind of just like mm. sad, emotional, like emo music. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Do you get techno? I don't know. It was strange. It sounds, it's whatever. It sounds bizarro. But I am going to um, outside lands in two weeks, so there will be things to talk about in two weeks. God, I'm so jealous. It's gonna be so fun. <sighs> Lot of is that, to see. Is that Halloween? What day is it? Halloween is one of the days. Okay, so I'm going to Tiesto. Yes, you one are. One of those days. Mm-hmm. I am gonna to have a spring break mentality let me tell you you're turned up my top is coming off if girls gone wild is there i'm featured you're gonna be featured all the above can't wait i i how old is tiesto like 50 at this point 55 58 100 who knows i don't know i well they're still spinning I was supposed to go to that show. Well, yeah. Not supposed to go to that show, but then like outside lands came up, and I was like, it'd be kind of fun to go outside. Like it would. I would prefer to go. Friend of the pod, Sam Arnold is going with me from the Leon. the pod. Hello. And uh, Mitch Rude, who we are going we to have to have on. Love Mitch Rude. I the first time I met Mitch, we went and had a coffee, and we just chatted. It That's was who he so is. That's nice. Who he is. It was so nice. My, Mitch, Mitch. my favorite Mitch Rude story, which I think you you know of, but uh-huh. the leaders might not, is there was a time where um, there was a kickball like party bus that oh, went from God. bar to bar to bar to bar. Oh, don't I remember? And and um, we all got out at the saloon and we were all ha- having a great time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the bus driver 
like <laughs> we, we all just kind of fall to the floor because we we're all dancing and stuff and we're like what the fuck just happened the <laughs> bus driver literally turned into the side of like a stoplight that's right there was and an accident oh. there was like a visible gigantic dent in the side of this party bus we still yeah, kept going that's right but like from then on out mitch took it upon himself to like be talking to the bus driver oh man and he ended up finding that mitch or that like that the bus driver like was going like just broke up with his girlfriend and oh, was like no. worried about losing his job now. Well, like, did he lose his job? I did. He did, did. lose his job. He did lose his job. Oh, Jesus. But Mitch was like, we can text. They exchanged numbers. Like, <laughs> bless He's Mitch's so heart. Sweet. He is. He is such a sweetheart. I couldn't like. I can be very nice, but I can't be that nice. Absolutely not. God, I can barely. God, I go to a party these days. I can barely leave where I've planted. Let alone go up and approach people and like talk to new people. Oh my god! Don't I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to talk. <laughs> I want to go to a party and I want to stand there and I want to look around. I recently went to a party where there was a birthday cake for someone turning twenty-four. By the way, uh, shocking. Yeah, you were there. Yep, I was there. And I think the only thing I talked about with people the whole night was that no one was eating the cake. Can I tell you, I looked like three different times and there was no... Uh, three? I looked probably 20 times. I was, I was waiting for someone to cut <laughs> a slice. Too. I wanted a slice. I would have eaten a slice. And finally, late in the night, a young man with an acid wash jean jacket did take a slice of the cake. But he was the only one. The whole no! night. Yeah. I'm sorry you, that you didn't... I, if I had known, I would have told you. I, I would have said dig in. So like this is this is how my like my excitement for cake goes something like they meant. I think I think it was so how that all worked out. By the way, was yeah. someone misinterpreted the whole thing and thought that the party we were going to was um, our friend Lance's birthday party. Oh, and so they brought a birthday cake. They were like they were like. <laughs> And, and a person in my group brought a plant. And it was just to hang out. It was, he was just like a fall hangout, like yeah. party. And so like, oh, it, oh, oh, oh my gosh. It was. Yes. It was a friend of the pod. Bless her. Bless their heart. They even, like, nice they even prepared, a, they even prepared like a special birthday song. Stop it. I'm not I kidding can't. you. I can't. This I'm not is, kidding you. I am just getting this tea <laughs> for the first time. And so they, they like they, we like it was like a look around like who's it's got to be someone's birthday and that's where like the 24 year olds. I cannot Can believe, believe that. And that's the reason why we did the whole thing. That's why. That's <sighs> a- wow. Okay. Uh, well, that's news to me. Jesus uh, Christ. Well, um, that was fun. Simon, we yeah. have an album to review. Yeah, I guess we do. What What are we reviewing this week? Uh, so you may remember them from a previous single obsession of mine. Um, were you the Were you the single obsession? It was me. It was you. Yeah. Uh, the The DJ, the producer, if you will, is one. Purple Disco Machine, and we are reviewing the new album, Exotica. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Simon, how yeah. did you... So, it, 
I think that you must have introduced me to Purple Disco Machine because... Yeah, I think I did. But from that, like, how did you discover Hypnotized? Oh, God. Do you know? Was it just like a I think it, I think it was a friend played it, and I said, ooh, mama, what's this? I could have... I could have swore someone someone can go back in the archives not me I don't got time mm-hmm. someone can go back in the archives no time and and I think it might have been Zach was it Zach that would make sense because I, well I, uh, I'll also say that I saw Zach the other day when I was going love, on a walk love Zach and I mentioned this album and he was like oh so the part of me is also like I don't know if he does know about it or not hmm well, regardless, it was a friend with very good taste. A friend um, with very good taste. Very good taste. We love. So that was my first single by the artist proper, but I have run into remixes uh, that this person has done. I believe they're Germanic. This German producer has done. Yep. Um, so he did. He did. Uh, I think his most popular song on Apple Music is a remix of "Rain on Me." Yes, yes. Which I also, like, can I just say, I think it's so, like, sad. Mm-hmm. Something I don't like is when an artist's, like, most popular song is a cover. Oh. Like, Purple Disco Machine with Rain On Me, DJs doing DJ remixes, sure, I can kind of get it. Is Betty Who's most popular? Um, I Love You Always Forever. Oh. Uh huh. That's disappointing. And don't and don't get me started with one of probably the biggest travesties <laughs> in the world. Oh my god. We know "Dancing on My Own" from Robin. Yes. Do you did did you know that? Oh, don't talk about th- this, this guy. Red Sox thing. Is this, this a Red Sox thing? No, this guy Callum oh, Scott. Oh god. Had he did a cover on it of it on like a. Um, singing competition show or whatever else. Oh, one of those voices or... One of those voices. And he ended up, like, now when you go on YouTube, he has, like, 300 million views on Dancing on My Own. And Robin only has, like, 19 or something. Okay, I think this is tied to the story of the, the, the MLB, Major League Baseball team, Red Sox. I just saw this article pop up, but they won something or whatever, I think. I don't know if it was the Red Sox. Who fucking cares? And they celebrated by singing that song. And then I didn't read the other article, but apparently it was because they knew that version, like the Kalen Scott version, which is like, that boys, is, that boys, is boys. the travesty of straight culture. It's a, it, it's a, tra- it's a travesty of, I mean, you kind of see two different sides of the coin because with Betty who I love Betty, and it's sad mm-hmm. to me that like it's not a song that she created because she has such great songs. Not even one of her top five. Not even one of her top five. No. And then you have this situation where there's this iconic Robin who's produced tons iconic. of great songs. Iconic. And her one of her best songs yeah. is covered and now kind of taken by Ugh. this random. I mean, he is gay, but like random <laughs> fucking dude. Just what's name a song that didn't need a cover? Name a name a Callum <laughs> Scott song outside of that one. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you one. Couldn't tell you. And I don't need to. I don't watch 
American Idol. I don't watch The Voice. You know what The Voice is? They get to those battle episodes. It's celebrities. It's literally just them. Who can yell the loudest in this like ring? This boxing ring. It's so stupid. So dumb. Ariana, what are you doing on that show? That's where you go when your career is dead. I don't. I do not think it's where you. The show has become. Like if you look at it, the show has not produced a single star. I'm no. looking at you, Mel- Melanie Martinez, or whatever her name is. Oh yeah. Like really, literally, no one's made any sort of name for themselves on that show, and and I think the reason why is because they're stacked with these celebrities that are like actually like well known, mm. and the whole point, like Kelly Clarkson, like all of these these big names are like right. on the show to draw on the viewers, and like we watch so they like their banter between each other, like oh, don't steal my person. They're oh, people, like, how fun! You know, like they, the way that they treat that they're, they're like their teams makes it sound like they're like some sort of like pawns in a chess game versus like real life humans just trying yeah. to find success. Yeah, I have a problem with the voice. I do. It's still entertainment. People watch it. I get it. But. No, I have a problem with all those competition shows. Like Project Runaway is another prime example where the main winners are the judges. Their profile is boosted tenfold. I mean. Who the fuck cared about Michael Kors before Project Runway? I mean, honestly, who still cares now? But apparently some people do. But that's the thing is, like, you can name one person who shows regularly at New York Fashion Week from that show. And they're in their, what, 19th season? I Come on now. I couldn't. Christian Siriano. Oh, really? Yeah. He's, like, the one person who still still has a career. Speaking of judges, um, one of the things that I really wanted to make sure that we brought up on this podcast mm. to Judge Judy. Ah, uh, well, we are like way too, we are just going on so many tangents, but that's okay. Oh, who cares? That's okay. I don't give a shit. Um, I sent you that Michelle Visage is going to be judging a <laughs> a Pokemon pet contest. Why? I, Apparently, she's a huge fan. Which, like, either this has been like a long partnership coming. Or she legitimately is a, a true fan because, like, okay. back at the beginning of the year, she was like, "We need to have a Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remake stat, and that's what I order." Oh. And then, like, four months later, they announced that there was going to be a remake of Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. It sounds like a PR stunt to me. I, th- I mean, like, it kind it it checks out, but in the moment, we were all like, "Yes, Michelle, yes." And now we're like, because we're all cynics of. We have the to world of everything. marketing, it truly is, and PR. We're like, I don't, I don't think so. I don't believe this. I don't this believe is, this. this. Isn't true. Um. <sighs> Anyways, uh, the album we're reviewing. The album we're reviewing is uh, Exotica Purple Purple Disco Machine, which also. Uh-huh. So one last thing before we go in is we <laughs> there was a moment where I was trying to get Simon to review the Pokemon 25th anniversary album. Yeah, yeah. Leading with Katy Perry's Electric. <laughs> um, I went through one listen of that album and it was hard to listen to. Yeah. So we went back to Purple Disco Machine. Probably for the best. Very much for the best. <laughs> but that's the end of that Pokemon thing. A lot of a lot of fun ideas, excited, but uh-huh. Um, so Simon, what did you think of Exotica? I will say I had very little expectation going to this. I didn't even know that Hypnotize, one of my previous 
top or um, single obsessions. I didn't even know that this was on the album before I listened. Really? No idea. I didn't know this album was coming out, truly. Yeah. Um, I didn't either. <laughs> yeah. And it really, really was a lift in my week. It lifted. It lifted. Mm-hmm. It gave me old school house vibe inspirations that I'm really a big fan of. Like, I grew up listening to house. I'm not like a, I'm not an academic of the genre by any means. I just happened to like listen to a lot of Daft Punk growing up. Um, mm. Justice. Um, yeah. You know, and those influences are definitely present on the album, I feel like. It was just something I needed, unexpected. Right. It really did it for me. I don't know. How about you? Where were you at coming into this album review? I think, so, uh, there were maybe three singles that, that came out from Hypnotize when I listened to that one, and then two mm-hmm. other ones came out. There's about seven music videos now. That, that For this album. I haven't yeah. watched any of them. I've not watched any of the music videos. Have I've you? watched two. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and the two songs leading up were also kind of exciting, uh, or they're, they're at least like fun to listen to. Yeah, totally. I think one of them was Dopamine. Yep, Dopamine. Um, so the singles, if I remember, were Hypnotize, Dopamine, Exotica, I think, and maybe Fireworks. I literally, I, I couldn't tell you outside of outside of Dopamine. I believe I'm correct. I think you might be. You might be. Yeah. Um, went in to this album kind of going, I think it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Like, I imagined it was going to be good, and the way that Can't Get Enough started off the album. Oh, my God. Can we talk about Can't Get Enough? It was, it was like, the perfect opening. and I Perfect. And I felt like we went in... Um, so I'm not gonna say like what I, what I what I'll say about this album too is this album was a really tough one for me to pick out my top bop ten thousand percent. I'm still agonizing, but it was very easy for me to pick out my biggest flop. Agreed, agreed. And what Same. I but what I'll also say is when I went through the album, like there's the first you can't get enough, then you go at the disco and you're like yes yes mm-hmm, yes mama. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that that fire just kind of I I feel like it kind of continues all the way until you get to there's a, an abrupt shift when you go from dopamine to I remember, I remember. yes and it it it, yes. it kind of makes you go oh this is slower this yes. is a build this is a build song yes. I will say like as a huge Elderbrook fan mm-hmm. this. Uh, it sounds very Elderbrook. Mm-hmm. It really, truly does feel like it's kind of a collaboration between the two. Mm-hmm. And then you go into Opposite of uh, Crazy, and then Hypnotize comes back, and it's like, Ugh. now we're back on it. We're back. We're we back, back on, on, on it. Mama. And then you just kind of Ugh. continue through, and it's it's super, super good, and you mm-hmm. um, you end with Wanna Feel Like a Lover. Um, what I will say is earlier, the first one or two listens... I was going to have, I remember, be my biggest flop. Mm. It's not. Oh my God, Aaron, we are literally linked right now, mentally. Because what I I ended, I I thought of, because I'm like, this can't be right. Like, I can't (laughs) hate an Elderbrook song. Right, I I know you like Elderbrook. And so, two things. Uh One, I listened to it like, I 
outside of the album I went in and started with I Remember and it is a just great song yes by mm-hmm. itself it's mm-hmm. it's also five minutes and like 50 seconds or something it's a journey of a song and it's, a good one I, I would say it's a, it's a good one but I, I think what I also appreciated was it was kind of that breathing moment and it needed to be there mm. because Opposite of Crazy truly was the slow song Mm, it okay, was it's okay. the transition to okay. get to opposite of crazy okay and one thing that a lot of uh artists do not necessarily at uh like in albums as much but i think even in albums but albums concerts whatever you play five really busting jams yeah you need a little bit slow yeah, there also needs to be a song where you go get a drink you go get a drink you know and so, like, having those moments for, like, what's, like, the sad moment before you jump back up and get the, the crowd going again, mm-hmm. appreciated the journey there. Mm-hmm. I will say, there are, it's not a perfect album. And for me, on first listen, I had the exact same thought of you as you, where I got to I Remember, and I went, okay, what what's the purpose here? And... Mm-hmm. Where I've settled right now, and I've probably listened to this album like ten times. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It's good. Um, I really like. I remember. I remember just isolated by itself. Mm-hmm. I'm still struggling with its placement in the album, but I don't dislike it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I'm going to continue. I think now that I've settled where my opinion is or opinion is on it. Mm-hmm. I think I'm okay with where it's at. Okay. Because I do, like, one of the things that also, um, I was talking to a friend of the pod, Matt Kamala, about. Oh, yes. um, On Sunday, um, as I was trying to lure him onto the album, Mm. or to the episode, Mm -hmm. was, uh, he was saying that his one critique with Purple Disco Machine is that all of the, the sounds, like, he went to a show and it all sounded the same. Oh, yeah. And I can I could probably see that if you didn't have that break in there to kind of go like no there's more here hmm. you probably would just kind of go I would wonder if Matt would have that same opinion after listening to this whole album though I will I would agree I would agree because I, I think he, that he's done a really good job of making a cohesive album that does display a wide range of like genre and influence. And I think the, the first track that we touched on a little bit, um, can't get enough is probably out of the entire offering, the best example of that. And what I mean is you start out and you've got like, it's like supper club lounge singer vibes, right? Mm-hmm. You've got the dulcet tones of uh, Sahara Beck. Never heard of her, but love the voice. Love the I'm voice. a fan now. Yeah. You see, I picture her like leaned up against a piano in an evening gown with a high slit. And it's like an old timey kind of vibe. And that blends once the beat starts. That style blends into this like housey... Just like I think it's very. I I would also. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would challenge and say. Mm-hmm. I think this is disco forward. Very sure. disco yes, forward. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that disco and house have a lot of similarity. Right. Um, yes. Which I love house so much too. Disco house, give it to me. But I I I truly like. 
being purple disco machine i think that the influence of disco you can you can get a lot of that and just even the way that it kind of comes probably the direction that the voice even comes in with that Mm -hmm. song too is Mm -hmm. it just it does have a little bit of that that disco e yeah yeah i just oh that's such a good song it's 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 a great song. song um and let's just keep in mind, this album is 14 songs, pretty hefty. Hefty. Over an hour, which you know how I feel about, you know, more than 10, 11 songs in a lengthy album. Oh, yeah. I started to get a little antsy. But, like, I don't know if I'd get rid of anything. It's it's pretty I, consistent back to back to back to back. The, the, the one song, like, my biggest flop is my biggest flop for a reason. There, there is maybe one song. There's the song that I, just need, I would get rid of. There's maybe one. But it does serve a purpose, and I'll tell it, I'll tell it when that time comes. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> one thing I do I just want to add here, too, is I mm. will agree that I, I think you were talking about genre and influence. I mm. don't feel like the genre, it sticks to the same genre throughout, but I would say the influences and the way it approaches that genre, that's where it differs from song mm. to song. Because mm. I think that, like, you have, uh, I think it's, Fireworks with Ma- Mas Kenna or Mas- and, and the Knox and the Knox mm-hmm. that you have this like tick 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 yep, tick and yep. that song adds something completely different than Can't Get Enough did totally but I think mm-hmm. when you listen to the first even like the first five songs back to back you're getting probably the same beats per minute like you are getting um, the same yeah. kind of rhythmic mm-hmm. flow there's still mm-hmm. a, a guiding beat throughout yeah until you get to the Elderbrook song, and then <laughs> right. you're like, "Oh, right, okay, back off the horse," and then you jump back on two yeah, songs yeah. later. Yeah. Um. So for me, I think that I, this album is a complete bop. Like, oh yeah, hundo percent, full and foremost. But I, I also will say that I think that like it's a bop and that you can listen to it from beginning to end but Mm -hmm. I I also know that I'm going to be pulling songs from this to put on playlists absolutely there are so many slappers on this album right so many like individual standalone hits yeah I mean I'm just blessed this one of those albums where you're like oh I'm excited about music you know what I mean it it was it was a joy to listen to Mm -hmm. Um, I will say that like it's not really a strength training album. I'd say it's more of a cardio album. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just in terms of the energy it gives off. Sure, but like, sure, sure. If you are looking for a running playlist, this song, this album, you could probably do probably as your yeah. running playlist from mm-hmm. beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you probably have the best time you've ever had. A wonderful time. Um. So that's kind of the review on the album. Going into to top bop. <sighs> This is a toughie. This this is a toughie. It's so tough. I don't want to... Don't make me choose. Don't make me sing. <sighs> Do you want me to start? Sure. Oh, God. Okay. Again, probably like up to four or five contenders for this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you ask me from my first listen to now, it's different. It might change tomorrow. I'm just gonna go with what I'm feeling right now, and I I did fireworks. You did fireworks. I did fireworks. Well, let's give it a listen. All right, we'll be right back. Mm. 
Okay. Um, again, could change tomorrow, but I was really feeling this song because it gives me uh, justice vibes. You know their song D A N C E. Uh-huh. Do that D A N C E. One two three four five. That, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. that part. Um, it gives me a lot of that, and I just uh, I was so into it today. I loved the diddly dee dee dee. Like the, the mm-hmm. whatever. I don't know what that instrument is. No idea. Couldn't tell you. It feels like like an electric ukulele or something, <laughs> but it feels very like something you'd you'd hear in Super Mario Sunshine or like a tropical video game. Was it like a steel drum? Could have been a steel drum. It could have been a very Was much. Is that steel what drum. it is? Oh, tropical vibes. Give we me. loved. We Give loved. Me. The lyrics are like rather simplistic, and I'm not complaining. You know, uh, it was more about the the beat, the energy, the it makes me want to wiggle and jiggle. It makes me want to wiggle and jiggle. And I wiggled and jiggled a lot to this one, I will say. Um, Very much agree. This mm-hmm. was definitely in my running for top bop of the album as uh, well. Uh, um, I think so. It's hard. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's hard to... I'm in the same boat as you, but I think that like the song, I, I'm choosing a song for a top bop that I feel like encapsulates mm-hmm. the album and okay. I think is kind of just worth being on the top pops <laughs> of 2021 playlist okay, on Apple fair, Music. Okay, fair, fair. Maybe on Spotify at some point. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's called At the Disco. Okay, let's listen. Let's listen. Let's do it. At the disco, disco, disco. That's D-I-S-K-O. Tune in live. For your nerves. Um, I would say that, like, yeah, this album, uh, this song in particular, I feel like encapsulates the album very well in that mm-hmm. it's, um, it's pretty much just like, come on down, we're going to be dancing, and, like, I could, like, I just kind of pictured myself when I was at the gym listening to this song the other day. Like, all I wanted to do was kind of, like, the whatever... What is this thing? What is... Oh, um... Oh, God, what is that called? For those who can't see, Aaron's doing the thing where you take one hand, you bring it down, down. to your opposite you hip. You cross it over your body. Cross it over your, your body to the opposite hip, down low, and you bring it back up on the right side. You bring it up over on the What's same side. What's that called? The disco. Oh, I don't know. But, it, like, all, all I wanted to do was, like, I, was, I felt very disco energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it's very Daft Punk. Very Daft very Punk. Very Daft Punk. It just it was it's it's a fun song to listen to. It's I mean there's not much to the song. It's pretty much just like come on down, let's have some fun. <laughs> yeah, and that's all, that's all you all need. need sometimes. That's, that's all you need for this that's album. Like it is. Me. I think it's the true encapsulation of this album. So mm-hmm. um, kept me moving and grooving. I'm still moving. Still moving. Yeah. Going on to biggest flop. Okay, Simon. You know, I mean, after a few listens, I just kind of stopped at this song and didn't continue. I'm referring to the last song on the album called Wanna Feel Like a Lover. Yeah. I just kind of dropped it off after. So, um, (laughs) Simon, that is also, that's my biggest plot, too. Yeah, yeah. So the the one blessing and the reason why I like because 
you were talking about how you could like just keep the album as is and not change anything. I would drop that one. But yeah. I, I, I think like <laughs> the one purpose it serves for me, it's to remind me I'm at the end of the album. Yeah. I have to either find something else to listen to <laughs> or, or start, start it back over again. <laughs> Like that's probably what is going. You for. know, like just it, it is truly there just to like make us want yeah. to like realize, okay, the album's done. I have to something's got to change. Yeah, <clears throat> either yeah. got to start it back yeah. over, whatever. So it's true. It's not. I don't. It's not a good song. It feels off. It feels off place. It nothing it, feels right about it. It feels very out of place on the album, and that's probably why he put it at the end. And that's definitely why (laughs) (laughs) for sure but i mean overall like i bought the vinyl before it came up i was like yep i'm getting this ordering it now like literally like you're like five signs and you're like gotta get this one yeah i did a lot of research because it was kind of hard to find um but if you order so if you order from the like the official site where um, he, the, he links to on his YouTube videos. You order it from an Australian located site, like a yeah. merch store, or whatever, yeah. what have you. Would have been sixty dollars. Ew. I found it on a Denmark site for Denmark for twenty euro plus fifteen euro shipping, which ends up being about forty one dollars, which is less than what I paid for for the Donna Chromatica vinyl, which ships in March of twenty twenty two. So. so. <laughs> I, I won. I you won. Say. <laughs> you won. You got it from Denmark now. That's right. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Well, this is a fun episode. Fun album to review. Fun album. Glad I have it in my my uh, my my Rolodex of mm-hmm. albums, if you will. There are already songs on this album that I I know are going to be in my top 100 songs of the of the year. Like no question. Absolutely. Um. Speaking of songs that will likely be in the top 100 of your year, mm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we always do a, a spot for our single obsession single of the week. Single obsession. Yes. What's yours? So for me, this is in honor of the concert that never was for me. Um, I'm shouting out Sunflower Volume 6 by Harry Styles off the, oh. off the wonderful album uh, Golden. We love. We love. It's just so fun. That album is still one that I go to regularly. It is just so different from anything that anyone's doing, I feel like. I love it. I love that album. It's a great album. It's such a good album. So good. And that song in particular is very good. (sighs) I should go back and listen to that album. That album's so fucking good. It's so good. Come over this weekend. I'll pop it on the turntable. Let's pop it on in. Let's pop it on in. How about you, Aaron? What have you been listening to this week? So, um, well, the easy cop-out would be Easy On Me, Adele, came I mean, out. I so, so are you going to do it? It's so good, but I'm not going to do it. You're not going to do it? not going to do okay. it. Because there's a song that I think both matches the tone of this episode, Oh. but also had me moving and grooving, and I have like gone out of my way to go listen to it so many okay, times. Okay. Kylie Minogue is putting out a disco guest list edition for oh, her disco album. Yeah. And they're, they re- she released her, um, I don't know if you can count it, call it the second single because um, the Real Groove Studio, Studio 54 remix is on it, but like mm-hmm. that, I don't think was a part of this album in when it came out. It just yeah. is on it now. Yeah. A Second to Midnight, 
I know you're not a huge fan of years and years. No, I have to just stop you right there and say that I've been listening to it more and more. And yes, while I wish it was just a Kylie song, I do really like it. And the music video is so good. It's very fun. The music video, and then they exchange looks. They do. It's very fun. So A Second to Midnight is my top bop. Mm -hmm. I... That top pop single obsession. It is so good. It is. It's it, very good. It fits the vibe of this album. I think it's because of me listening to that, like going into this album, that I was like, I know what to prepare for, <laughs> and I had such a good time. And it just reminded me that like the Kylie Minogue disco album is <sighs> another one I go back to regularly. Regularly. So good. <sighs> <sighs> blessed. Blessed. Okay, well, Simon, mm. episode's done. Where can people mm. find you? Uh, you know, you can find me on Instagram at the Realist Simon. Uh, you can follow my Spotify playlist if you so please. It's called I Love This Playlist, and maybe someday I'll get the top bops of 2021 album on Spotify. Um, last <laughs> last year we had a single obsessions. <laughs> I'm just telling you now, it's not happening. I don't think it's... It's not happening. Maybe if I'm bored one day. We're booked and busy. Booked and busy. We're booked and busy. Um, You can find me at The Aaron on all socials. It'll be in the podcast description. So Mm -hmm. look for the weird spelling there. Yeah. Um, Also follow us on Bop or Flop podcast on Mm -hmm. Instagram. Mm -hmm. And write a goddamn review. Write a goddamn review on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends about this. Yeah. If you can show proof that you've shared this with 100 of your closest Whoa. friends, not not a story, not in your story. Yeah, that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Doesn't count. Has to be individual messages. That's right. We will give you get signatures. One of our exclusive guest only Baka flop mugs. Oh my god, what a deal! So get started, <laughs> leaders, and get those signatures, and we'll know if you faked it. We know. We know if you'll forge those signatures, okay? We have Detective PJ over here. That's right. Um, Okay, well, bye, everyone. This is so fun. Bye.